Hello friends, welcome to episode 18 of Rookie Mistakes. It is currently Monday night, October 15th, and once again I have to whisper this episode because of the quiet hours in this house. Nothing really to report last week. I didn't really do anything because I've been sick, so it was a lot of laying around doing nothing. I'm finally feeling better, thank the Lord. It was funny because I had a ginger ale in the fridge a few days ago, my sore throat finally went away so I was really looking forward to drinking it but go in the fridge and I come to find that someone took it from me and drank it I thought I'd find it in the trash can afterwards and that's what I was hoping to see but I guess the person's a little bit more of a nefarious mind than I expected because I couldn't find it anywhere in the trash can I literally looked all throughout the trash and it wasn't there So the person probably left it in their trash in their room to hide the evidence. So we will see going forward if I can find the culprit. Now I have to be really sneaky about the good stuff that I have. I can't leave anything good in the fridge. So got to be on guard now, baby. Really weird. I always hate being sick because I really crave food, certain foods. And I was really craving Chipotle and In-N-Out this whole last week, which is unfortunate because I cannot eat that because I'm in Tokyo. So that was really sad, but I like when I get better because then I appreciate being healthy. So this is all good. On today's episode, I wanted to do another travel guide and this one is going to be on Krakow, a totally amazing city. I was very surprised about Poland in general. I wasn't expecting it to be so nice and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it so much but I ended up really liking it. So that was a nice surprise. As far as Krakow goes, to get right into it, we're just gonna jump right in for tonight. What I liked and what I didn't like. So when I first got to Krakow, I immediately thought that it looked like Florence. It very much reminded me of Florence. The reason why is because both Florence and Krakow, there's a huge open square in the center of the city. So that right there reminded me of it. And then the architecture was similar and just kind of the feel of the city was similar. So I instantly thought that, which was nice because I really liked Florence. So that right off the bat made Krakow a nice little place for me. Delicious food with a lot of variety in Krakow. You can walk everywhere, which I always like. It's a very lively city and it has great nightlife. It is actually a party city, so bear that in mind if you do end up going there. Beautiful city, there's street performers at night in the square, and then there's just enough to see, but there's not so much that you feel overwhelmed, which is always one of the key things I look for in a city. As far as what I didn't like about Krakow, honestly there wasn't much. I just say over time, the whole party vibe gets kind of old, and then there are a lot of people, so that can get overwhelming at times. Other than that, there was not anything that I didn't like, so that's that. And now let's get into the food, because, oh, the food. Like I said, I was really surprised about Poland, and the fact that they had such a variety of food was very, very surprising to me. So Krakow specifically... For whatever reason, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of burger places. Don't know why, but that seems to be a really popular restaurant type or restaurant choice, I should say, in Krakow. Really quickly also, 
It's Krakow, not Krakow. It's spelled K-R-A-K-O-W, but W's are pronounced as V's in Polish, just an F-Y-I. The food scene now. So as far as recommendations go, burgers first, of course. M22 Burger is one of the places I'd recommend, and Moa Burger is the other place. So Moa Burger is the place with the better burger, and M22 Burger is the place with the better fries. Overall, if I were to choose and tell you which one you should go to if you're only going to choose one, you want to go to Moa Burger because the burgers are to die for and the fries are still really good. They're just not as good as M22. At Moa Burger, it's always crowded. So there's that. So if it is really crowded and you can't end up going there, there's always M22 Burger, which is kind of off the beaten path a little bit. So it's not as crowded, but it's also a really solid place. So at Moa Burger, the reason why I liked this place so much was because the amount of food they give you for the price is absolutely insane. You could easily just eat Moa Burger for the and like be completely satisfied for the day. You won't need to eat anything else, which I really like. One of the burgers they have, it's called the Mammoth Burger. It's a food challenge burger where it's two 200 gram patties, which is almost a pound of meat. And it's this giant burger, right? They put beets on it, pineapple, cheese, lettuce, some kind of mayonnaise. And it's a very tasty burger. Probably one of my favorite burgers I've had anywhere so far in my travels. I've had that. I think I ended up having that place three times. I loved it that much. Don't get a shake there. They do have shakes, but they're not good. Don't recommend the shakes. They do something weird with the the flavor. I think they, I don't know what they do. They use ice cream and then they put some type of like liquid flavoring. So if you got a chocolate shake, for example, they put liquid chocolate in it, but it's, it's not normal chocolate. I did not like it. So stay away from the shakes. So those are burgers. Indian food. There's two places I went. Indian Masala was one of them. And then there's this other place called Taste of India, which is way higher rated and has way more reviews. But Indian Masala, I thought was actually way better than Taste of India. So I recommend Indian Masala for Indian food. Can't go wrong with your chicken tikka masala and your butter chicken. Classic, you know, easy, really good. You can sit outside near the square as well so you can see people walking around that i really liked as far as a breakfast place goes there is this place called the milk bar it's also very close to the center of the city it's a diner feel very cheap breakfast as always all these places i'm recommending to you are very cheap so if you're a solo traveler if you're a family on a budget or if you're a family with kids that don't like to eat weird foods these are all great places to go so once again, I do not lead you all astray. That place was very enjoyable. I don't remember specifically what I got. I think I got three different things. I want to say I got a salad, which is funny because I think I was trying to be healthy. And then I got some type of breakfast sandwich, was, which was really good. And then I got, I want to say pancakes. So those were very delicious as well. They have a lot of different little things that you can get at Milk Bar. It's not the biggest restaurant, so you definitely want to go early in the morning if you're going to do it for breakfast. Israeli food. Now hummus is something that I love. I have a newfound love for hummus. Never liked it before but in Budapest it's where I discovered hummus for myself and 
I wanted to find it in Poland, and I was able to find it at this restaurant in the Jewish Quarter. It's called Hamsa, H-A-M-S-A. They have all different types of hummus that you can get, so there's a ton of variety. The one that I got, which I would recommend, it's called Hummus from Akko, A-K-K-O. Basically all it is is hummus with pomegranates. It was very refreshing. I ended up getting two orders of it. So, so good. Then, other food options. Shawarma. This is basically like a sandwich, like a chicken sandwich with, think of like a pita flatbread sandwich with shredded chicken in it and then vegetables and some type of sauce. You can find it all over the city. It's a great late night snack and it's really cheap so you can basically survive off of that if you want to, you know, go really, really cheap and save a ton of money, you could just eat that every single day. Honestly, I'm, I probably would be able to do it myself because it was very, very delicious. I had three of them one night and that was the only time I had it after going out. I think that is it as far as what I'd recommend. Literally, I'm not even kidding, food in Krakow, you can't go wrong. The one thing I will say, my personal opinion, maybe you wanna try traditional Polish food. I, I totally understand but I do not recommend traditional Polish food. It was very bad. I only had one restaurant, all right? It's not like I had a ton of places, but I could not stand it. It was awful. The meat was raw. That seems to be the theme with the traditional stuff is a lot of the meat is raw and it just wasn't a good experience. So I would stay away from that and stick to all the other great things that Krakow has to offer because there are so many great restaurants. If you just stick to restaurants with a ton of reviews, you really can't go wrong because there's just so many. There's abundance, an abundance of restaurants, at least 20 to 25 with all like in the hundreds to thousands of reviews. So it is surprisingly a great food city. As far as what there is to see, as far as the sites, so I'd recommend a total of four full days. That will be plenty of time to see everything and not feel rushed. I ended up being there for eight days, which was too much, but I ended up taking it really slow and just relaxing a lot of the time. That really works too, honestly, if you wanna stay longer. It's very nice just going in the main square and outside there's all the restaurants surrounding the square and you can sit in the square and just eat food and relax, especially if with you, with you, uh, especially if you're with friends, that is always fun. I went in May, so just keep that in mind as I'm about to talk about all these different sites. So one of the most popular sites, if you're going to Krakow, you wanna go to Auschwitz. Auschwitz would be a full day trip and how Auschwitz works. So looking back on it, I would probably, go on a, a guided tour because getting to Auschwitz and then getting to the different camps because there's two different camps you're going to go to. There's the one main camp and then there's the secondary camp and that one is pretty close by. It's close enough to walk even but it is kind of a pain to just you know go from that camp and then go back to the main camp if you have to and then go back to Krakow. So that was all just a lot of drama. I didn't do a tour or anything like that. I just went by myself. I took a bus. The city that Auschwitz is in, it's called Oswiecim. It's spelled O-S-W-I-E-C-I-M. 
So I took a bus from Krakow to there, and then I ended up walking to the main camp. And then from the main camp, I took a taxi to the other camp. Now, the main camp where you're going to get your tickets, all right, that's called Auschwitz 1. And the other camp you're going to go to is called Auschwitz 2 Birkenau. That's the second camp. I think there are also are buses that go in between the camps, but for whatever reason, the bus driver didn't say that the bus was currently going to the other camp, so I ended up taking a taxi. If you do a guided tour, you'll just go from the bus that you came on to the second camp, and then from there you'll just go home. It was really scary because after I was done with Auschwitz, I didn't know where I was supposed to go to get the bus back to Krakow, so I ended up walking back to the bus station where they dropped me off, and I couldn't find anywhere to buy tickets for the bus back because the bus station that they like drop you off at even though it is a bus station there's no one working there or anything and it was late so I figured that there was probably only going to be one bus and then I was going to be screwed so I was going to be stuck there all night which I was really worried about and so I'm just wandering around I'm just wandering around trying to find where I'm supposed to buy a ticket or where I'm supposed to wait. I had no idea. I was freaking out. And luckily, I just noticed the bus like stop across the street. And I just felt like, oh, that must be the bus. So I literally started sprinting for the bus because I was worried it was going to leave. And I sprinted around to the other side. And I asked the guy if this was the bus back to Krakow. And he said it was. So I got very, very lucky. And I was able to get back. But so yeah, that it was just a whole headache. I walked from the second Auschwitz camp to the bus station there. So it was just an absolute pain trying to figure it all out, which is why I would recommend a guided tour. I don't know how much a guided tour would be, depending on if you want to save money or not. That's one thing. I ended up paying, I think, eight euros in total for the entire day. And all the euros were spent just for the transportation. The actual uh, tour of Auschwitz was free. And so getting specifically into Auschwitz, I went to Auschwitz at three o'clock in the afternoon. At 4 p.m., the entrance to Auschwitz is free. So from there, it closes at 6 p.m., but it's open still an hour and a half after clo- after the closing time, so you can still stay in, right? So I spent two hours in the main camp of Auschwitz 1, and that's where all the dorms are, like the brick dorms, and I think what you traditionally would think of Auschwitz, that's like what you probably would picture, that's what it is. And in all those dorms, they now have set up basically a bunch of different displays and there's tons of information on just overall on the the war and what happened in the camps and all these different things and there's photos and things like that and then there's there's the actual like clothing and shoes and all these different items of the the people that were in the in the concentration camps so you see all of that okay and that like i said it's free after four And this was in May, so the closing time, depending on what time of the month you go, it's different for every um, month. So you want to look online to see if it's different, depending on the month that you're going to go. And then so after spending two hours in the main camp, which was plenty of time, I went to the second camp. And the second camp, Auschwitz to Birkenau, that one's just basically where all the the, the trains came through. 
and it's all open grassland and there are kind of these like log dorms as well but they're way more spread out and there's a lot more open land so there's really not much to see there at the second camp which is why I'd recommend you go there second. It's also a good place to kind of just walk around and be away from people because it's so big so it's a good time to reflect on what you saw at the first camp. The first camp was really hard to walk around in I would I would say it was it was it was pretty bizarre getting there because I just had a very somber attitude I think going into it because I knew what I was walking into and I knew it was going to be difficult to to walk through but as soon as you get there there's just so many people waiting outside the the um entrance whether they're waiting with their groups they're getting organized or they're just waiting for their time to enter and you just see people eating or you see people having picnics and then there's people laughing and it's pretty loud and it was just so it was just so weird because that's not what i was expecting at all and you think of all the the death and all the violence and just all the tragedy that happened in this area right in this one concentrated area I think it was 1.1 million people were killed. 1.1 million Jewish people were killed at this camp. And now you just like present day, you just have all these freaking tourists just walking around the grounds and you have people freaking out on blankets and it's just not a big deal, it seems. I mean, clearly once you go in, the, the mood definitely changes, but... It was just so weird to see that beforehand. So so then you go in, right? And I liked that I wasn't in a tour because I could go at my own pace and I could also see what I wanted. And so what I just tried to do is I tried to go into every single building because every single building represents a different aspect of what was happening, whether in the war or in the camps. So it was pretty difficult to look at the the photos i think the the hardest thing to to look at was was the photos of the kids because you're seeing the you're seeing real photos you're not seeing anything faked you're actually like they're like they're completely naked they're like zombies skin and bone and that was that was difficult and then the other thing that was really difficult and i think the thing that puts a lot of into perspective like i mentioned a little earlier was like the displays they had these whole walls that were these glass windows and inside of these displays were the all of the shoes of all of the people that were in the camp or all of the clothes or just items that you know household items that they had whether like toys or um scarves gloves like all these different things and so it was like hundreds of thousands of them all just piled up and so that was just really difficult to see and then you'd see people walking around and you would see them crying and it like really affecting them and it was tough I don't know I don't know I honestly don't know how people can do that as as, as a living they do that as a tour that's another thing too you got to think like these people that work there right even even like the young people that just kind of man the gate and have to do that part just like to to be at that place like every single day and know what what it means and know what's happened there and it's just like yeah it's just another day like you're just there working you know i wonder i wonder if that can i wonder if that gets to people i just i, I don't know i can't imagine so i think that's definitely a must a must see a must 
do you must go there if you're gonna be in Krakow. I think it's a very big eye-opener. Like I said, going to the the, the Auschwitz to Birkenau afterwards, it's 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 just a, you could just walk around and you just really reflect on what you all you just saw because in the second camp you don't see any displays, you don't see any type of information or anything. It's just strictly you kind of walking around the camp and there's not much to see there. So and then. And then in the in the first camp, you also see a gas chamber at the like towards the end of the tour. You see a gas chamber, and that's that was pretty crazy too. You walk through a gas chamber, so it's just, it's just crazy how how that happened. And like oh my god, it really makes me think. And I've thought this before. It's not even. It's not even World War Two. It's just in general when when it's whether it's a dictator or a, a communist government, whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna choose. I just don't understand the idea or how one person could have so much power and so many people could agree with that person's beliefs or the per, the actions the person carries out and not think there's anything wrong with it. Even looking at North Korea, it's like. I don't know, maybe it's a lot more difficult than that, but to think how they can... You would think that just a bunch of people would rise up because they know it's wrong or they're they're against it, or is it that everyone's just so afraid of what would happen if they spoke out of turn that it kind of keeps everyone in check because everyone's afraid of it. It's on everyone's mind, and so they're not all thinking, well, if we all stood up together, like we'd, we'd be more powerful and we'd have a, like the chance to stand up against the opposition i don't know i guess that must be it i mean i will say i definitely think you should do the auschwitz tour your last full day because i think it's a good it's a good thing to go home with is the perspective of that and i don't think it's a good idea to ruin your trip in krakow you don't want to put such a downer on your trip on your first full day here so definitely do it towards the end of your trip if you can as far as what else you can see saint mary's basilica so that's the main church in the square in krakow and there's also a tower there so you can pay to go in the church you have to pay extra to take photos inside the church if you would like to take photos without paying extra go for it if you so dare I was taking photos in the church not knowing that you had to pay to take or you had to pay extra to take photos and one of the people came up to me and told me I couldn't take photos so I mean it's not a big deal so go for it if you want. I didn't pay to go up into the tower because the tickets sell sell out pretty fast. There's only a certain amount of tickets they have each day. I tried doing it at four in the afternoon to go up into the tower and that's just overlooking the main square. If you do want to go up into the St. Mary's Basilica Tower, then I probably would recommend going like early in the morning and then you can see the, the tower view up there. There's another tower. It's the Town Hall Tower. It's on the other side of the square. So if you're on, if you're by St. Mary's Basilica, if you go on like on the other side of the square, that's where you'll see this other tower. You can also pay to go up that tower. I definitely do not recommend doing it. The view is not great at all. It's just the open square from the bottom. So I don't think that's worth doing. It's not like you're going to get some crazy photo or anything like that. So that sucks. The Jewish Quarter. I thought it was pretty underwhelming. I wouldn't personally recommend it. There are the attractions 
in the Jewish quarter. Those are what I went to. I didn't really walk around just the city in general much. So I wouldn't really do the attraction part of it because it just, it wasn't very, I mean, if you want, if you're Jewish, obviously, yes, go there, right? And go do the attractions, do everything, learn about everything. But the attractions are very, um, they're very short. It's not a lot of information. It's not like a huge tour or anything. So it's pretty quick. So I don't think it's worth it in that sense. But I do definitely say say you should walk around the city at least so you could get a feel for that. And then that restaurant I recommended earlier, which I definitely think you should check out, Hamsa, that's in the Jewish Quarter. So you could spend the day if you want or spend half the day in the Jewish Quarter checking it out and then go for lunch to the Hamsa place, which is is right there. Now, the main attractions as far as Krakow go is Vavil Cathedral and Vavil Castle. The tours for both the cathedral and the castle are separate. For Vavil Cathedral, it is a free entrance, but if you want to do the additional tours involved with the cathedral, then you'll have to pay for those. So that would be like the crypt, for example. The crypt is very elaborate and it's just so it's it's a re- it's honestly a really really cool thing to see. I definitely recommend it. There's so many different tombs and just things you'll see. It's actually a pretty long tour below there. You kind of do like a circle, I would say, in the in the cathedral. Yeah, you, you walk through the cathedral, you see stuff, and then you go down into the crypt, and you go underground, and you're walking around all over the place, and kind of like this maze, and then you come up the other side, and then you're done with the crypt and then you also go up the cathedral up high and you go through to the um where the the bells are you climb up where all the bells are in the cathedral and then you can see out from you can see a little bit out the windows there so there's that so that's a really um fun little tour and that like i said it's separate from the castle so you don't really have to worry about anything there as far as Vavil castle goes each different exhibition they have with the castle there's only so many tickets they have available each day for those exhibitions. So once again, you definitely, if you want to see all the exhibitions, you definitely want to go early in the day so you can see everything. Some of the exhibitions are timed entries, and then also some of the exhibitions you'll need a tour guide. So what happens is you'll basically pick out and plan your tour, and then you'll get all these different times and then you'll have to go from one tour to the next to the next. And so you might have some downtime in between each tour, which kind of sucked honestly for me, especially because I didn't really plan things out the greatest. I think I ended up, I think if I remember correctly, I did the Volvo Castle and Auschwitz in the same day, which I do not recommend by any means. I did Volvo Castle in the morning and then I did Auschwitz in the afternoon. So that was really a stressful day. I didn't know if I was going to get everything in. And I I mean, I had to do it because I wasn't going to be able to see both on separate days since I, um, I, one of the days I tried to go to Auschwitz, I ended up messing up. I couldn't find the bus to it. So yeah, long story about that. Don't even need to talk about that. As far as the different exhibitions you have available to you, there's the Royal Private Apartments, the Crown Treasury and Armory, the Lost Vavel, Oriental Art, the Dragon's Den, the Sandomierska Tower, and then the Vavil Architecture and Gardens. The exhibitions that I did were the Royal Private Apartments, the Crown Treasury and Armory, the Lost Vavil, the Dragon's Den, and then Sandomierska Tower. The Royal Private Apartments, I don't really recommend if you are 
hurting on time and you need to kind of make up somewhere, then I would skip the Royal Private Apartments. They weren't anything special. I definitely recommend the Crown Treasury and Armory. And then the Dragon's Den was also pretty cool, even though that's a pretty quick tour. The Sendomirska Tower, once again, it's near the castle and you climb it. It's a view. I didn't think the view was that great, so I don't necessarily think you have to do that. So that was whatever. I didn't do the gardens. I would have liked to do the gardens if I had more time. So maybe check that out. But like I said, you'll go in a, you'll go from one tour to the next to the next. And then I think usually you'll end with the dragon's den. That'll be the last thing you see. And then I think there is one more thing. Crown treasury and the armory. And then, oh yes. So the royal private apartments, I wouldn't recommend. Another tour that they have available is the state rooms. So I would recommend seeing those as well. That was a pretty cool experience seeing the Volvo Castle. I really enjoyed that. It's a pretty gorgeous castle. You can walk outside the grounds without any type of ticket or anything where you're going to buy your tickets to see all the different tours. Once you go outside that uh, ticket office is where the, the palace grounds are, like the inner palace grounds, and it's just really nice they have a restaurant there as well and there's a bunch of areas where you can sit which is just a cool place to kill time and relax there's a lot of shade and everything like that so i i think i ended up spending a few hours there one day just chilling and listening to a podcast so definitely recommend that it's a really good photo location too one other church there are tons of churches in Krakow, so there's plenty to see. One of them that I really liked was St. Peter's and Paul St. Peter's and Paul Church. The outside of it was pretty awesome. It reminded me a lot of it gave me that whole Greek feel, which I really liked. There's a bunch of statues outside of it, which were really sick. So that was an awesome church. What other places? Oh, okay. One of the other highlights by the castle is the Vavil Dragon. This is behind the castle and it's also separate from any of the tours or anything like that so you don't have to pay. You can just go there whenever you want. There's also a really long walkway along the river right where the dragon is too so there's tons of people that just walk there or ride bikes or exercise at night. So this dragon, it breathes fire and I want to say that the timer, if I remember correctly, it's every 10 to 15 minutes, it'll breathe fire out of its mouth. So that's something that people just gather around to see if like, that's one of the things you definitely want to see. It's a, it's a cool thing. Definitely go at night if you can, because it's a lot easier to see the flame. I had a really hard time actually getting a photo of it because every time that I, every time that I was ready to take a photo, I got distracted. So I never actually got a good video or photo but it will start to it will start to make noises before it actually shoots out the fire so you should have time to take a photo or take a video whatever you want it is harder to see during the day i mean it will still shoot fire but it's really difficult to see so try and do it at night i i saw it at night and during the day because you will probably end up around that area more than once so don't worry if you happened to miss it one time or if it's not going off the first time that i waited for it it took i want to say an hour in between each one but then the the next few times i went it did it every 10 to 15 minutes another site i'd recommend and this one's a really good view is the koshkia koshkia 
Koshkyo, K-O-S-C-I-U-S-Z-K-O. It is this mound and it has a very nice view. There's a bunch of Polish flags on top of it. You do a nice little climb up to the top. It's just, uh, it's a roundabout and you just climb up in a circle all the way around until you reach the top. That's a good view to go see, to see the sunset. You can see the city from up there. And then also if you look the other way, you can just see a lot of nature and a few um, small mountains. So that's where the sun will set from. That was a nice experience. That was probably one of the better views I saw in Krakow. So there was that mound. And then the only other two places I wanted to talk about. So really quickly, there's this place called the Rynik Underground. Now in the middle of the square in Krakow, there is these shops set up. It's like, it's like this building, okay? And on the outer edges of the building, there's some restaurants. And then if you go through the middle of the building, there's a bunch of these shops set up on both sides where it's, it's really, honestly, it's really just a tourist trap where there's people selling a bunch of beads and jewelry and just different things like that. So people walk through there, but below that building, there's this, this museum, it's called the Rynik Underground. It's basically just a museum about how they... I think built the city and just different things involving the, the building of the city. So it's not a huge museum. It is a pretty cool place, but I didn't think it was anything special. So you don't absolutely have to go there. It is a cool place to just cool off a cool place to cool off. That's funny. It's a, it's a good place to go if you need to get out of the heat. So that's really honestly all there is to that place. I don't think it's really worth it other than that. I don't think it was that expensive. So if you so dare, but I don't really recommend going there. The statue outside of that building on the side where the Saint, what is it? The Saint Mary's Basilica. There's this statue of this mad Adam Miskevich, and that's a great place to get a cool photo. There is a ton of people usually surrounding it trying to get a photo, so that's a nice little Instagram-worthy photo if you want to see that. That once, like once again, you'll just see while you're in the square. It, it's not like it's difficult or anything. There's a lot of attractions in Krakow that I didn't mention but are pretty popular and these are all things that you can see pretty fast. It doesn't take any type of planning or anything like that. You'll just see it walking so I didn't feel like it was anything that I had to mention. So a few tips before I leave you because that is it as far as the attractions go. Stay away from people trying to get you to go to bars at night and more specifically, it's usually women approaching men trying to get them to go to a bar with them. I actually met a guy that was staying in my hostel who had this happen to him. What they'll do is you'll go with them and they'll like p- pretend they're, you know, with you and you'll buy them drinks. So you'll buy them drinks and then the bar will end up overcharging you for the drinks. The guy this happened to, he ended up paying $60 for his drink and this girl's drink. So that's one of the scams that happens in Krakow. Try to avoid that one. If you're going to stay in hostels, there's tons of hostels to choose from. There's party hostels, which there are plenty of, and then there's regular hostels. If you're planning to party for multiple nights, then stay in a party hostel. If you're planning on partying for one night, 
do not stay in a party hostel because you will not get any sleep staying in a party hostel. I made the mistake of staying in a party hostel for my first hostel thinking that I could just go out. I thought it would be an easy way to meet people and go out for a night and then I just chill out the rest of my nights there and even though I only went out one night, I might as well have went out every single night because I was up until really late into the morning because of one of my freaking inconsiderate roommates that were drunk and slamming doors and being loud, but two, it was so loud because there was a club downstairs, the music from that, and the people pre-gaming at the hostel as well before they went out to all the different clubs. That was just, it was just too noisy and it was, a, it was honestly a huge mistake on my part. So definitely don't do that if that's not your plan. I will say though that I did have a fun night going out and that will be a story that I will tell in the future. I am going to do a travel stories episode and at some point I think and Yes, I met, just a little foreshadowing, I met the gay Ed Sheeran, and then I, I met three Irish guys as well. Two of them were from Dublin, and the other was from Belfast, and as you can imagine, that was pretty uncomfortable at times, because it seemed like they were going to come to blows, especially being drunk. So that was very interesting, and yes, it was just an overall very fun night, so... I'll get into that at some point. Last tip, so there's a row of horse-drawn carriages you'll see in the square and you can pay for a ride around the square i didn't end up doing that it was pretty cool though because they're all like lined up and they have a pretty cool system going and then it's all these women that are the drivers and they have all the same uniform it was a pretty cool sight to see i got a cool photo of it which i really liked so if you want to do a little horse-drawn carriage ride around the city I don't know how much it costs. I'd imagine it is a pretty hefty penny, but if you do it in a group, it's probably not that bad. So yes, that is Krakow. Like I said, amazing place. The street performers were very good as well in Krakow, which I really liked. I think probably one of the best guitarists I've ever seen I saw in Krakow. So I spent like a good hour watching him. If you go out at night in the square, you'll see plenty of street performers. So that's fun too enjoy if you're maybe get some ice cream or maybe you're drunk and you just are wandering around trying to find your friends you can listen to the music the other cool thing that happened was that i don't remember what soccer game it was there was some huge soccer game when i was there in may and i want to say england was playing either spain or brazil and the the latin team won and so i'm not even kidding at least 150 fans from that team after they won they came running into the square chanting and that big monument i told you about near the near the basilica they all freaking jumped on top of it and they're all circled around it and they chanted for over two hours just different there are different uh soccer team songs or what i don't know if you call them fight songs or whatever but they were chanting for two hours just going crazy so i have a ton of videos of that that was a really cool thing to experience that is pretty unique not something you normally experience in krakow but overall just a very rowdy place like i said it's a party city there are tons of English people as well that were there. I don't know if it was because of the the soccer tournament. I don't it just seemed like there were so many English people. It was weird, but 
they also were chanting during the days. It was always the same group. It was this this group of probably eight English guys that I kept seeing in different places. And they would just sit at, like outside in the square, just getting completely hammered, drinking beers all day. And they just sing songs and were really loud. And it sounded like they had a huge freaking mob of people, but it was only eight guys. And so, and people would literally like crowd around just to watch them sing and things like that. It was just really funny. It was a cool place. So could not recommend Krakow enough. It's not a place that you, I think, normally would think. I guess Poland in general is not a place you normally would think is fun. So on the one hand, you get a nice little fun experience. You get the party aspect of it. You get the good food, but then you get the more serious side with Auschwitz. So you get some perspective and maybe you come away with appreciating your life more and appreciating other people and what they went through. One more quick thing with Auschwitz, they have a bookstore and they sell Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning from that bookstore. So I definitely would recommend that if you're looking for a book to pick up to read, that's a book that's highly recommended by tons of people, especially a lot of top performers. Like a lot of really successful, uh, wealthy people that have recommended that book. If you go on, you know, any type of reading list or online or anything like that, that book's usually on there. So it's a very good book to read. I picked up a co- copy myself. I already had the book on my phone, but I realized after I bought it. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool to get the book from from there, you know, because. For anyone that doesn't know, Viktor Frankl was a um, Auschwitz survivor, as well as a, I think he was a, a neuroscient, a neuroscientist. So yes, Auschwitz survivor, amazing book. I still need to read it. Actually, from what I've heard, it's an amazing book. I didn't bring the hard copy with me to Asia. So I think I'm going to wait until I'm home because I don't really want to do the audio book. Not really an audio book fan. I'm all about the the old school, just holding the book in your hand, smelling the pages, getting the ink on your fingers. I love that. Can't beat it. If you have any questions, once again, about Krakow or anything else, email me at Connor or no, conjhancock at gmail.com. I almost gave you my personal, personal email address. That wouldn't have been good. Hancock at gmail.com. Instagram is Hancock. I think I have some photos up from Krakow so you can see what it's like there. Please leave a review if you like this episode or subscribe to the podcast. I would love it. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Hopefully this week I will get a lot more done in Tokyo so I have a lot to talk about next week in terms of what I've seen so far. Really quickly, I did actually see the Mario Kart. For anyone that doesn't know, you can you can do the like in Mario Kart, the the video game, you can take the, those carts. They have them here in Tokyo and you can actually like drive them around. So I I went to Shibuya today and I actually saw people in Mario costumes and Luigi costumes riding around in on, in the streets like actual carts these actual like little go-karts in the actual streets it's a really cool thing i really want to do it myself but i think you need a an international driver's license or like something like that or i don't even know to do it i need to look into that more to see if i can do it so we'll see in the future if i get to talk about that see you guys next week thanks for listening